All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Decision Hour. I am your host, Adam Bird. Man, folks, let me tell you something. I got a fiery, fiery uh, interview lined up for you today. I've been so pumped about this interview for literally weeks. We tried to do this interview a couple weeks ago, and uh, internet went out. And it was just, I, I, I took it as one of those, it was just not the right time. Well, today is that time, and I've been so pumped about getting this guest on, and uh, he's joining me right now, Mr. John Gusty. John, how are you, my friend? Brother, thank you so much for the kind words, man. I, I don't... Do you, I, John, okay. John I want, no. uh, before, I, before I, I have you get into it, folks, John, John's got over... He's a wealth of knowledge. He's got over 30 years in the entertainment industry, and then he kind of turned into, into a health and wellness uh, and efforts to help his wife, which I'm, I'm going to let him explain here uh, in just a minute. But more importantly, the, the chats that I've had with him offline have I, phenomenal is the only word that comes up. It, it's one of those like you've finding a long lost brother and you just sit down and you just have these awesome conversations. That's how I feel like with John. So enough of me yapping. John, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, brother. Well, first of all, um, man, I appreciate, I really appreciate that sentiment and it, and it, it rings true because I am, um, you know, it was, uh, early in life where, I think the very first thing that, that struck my passion was, was rock and roll. Yeah. You know? and, and right around the age of like 11, 12, I, you know, was flipping through my uncle's, you know, record album. What are these things? You know, and I, I just started seeing record covers, like, you know, the first Zeppelin record and, you know, kiss dressed to kill. And I was like, Oh, you know, what is this? You know? And, and it just, I don't know the whole experience touching it and putting it on and listening to that crackle and those sounds. And it just made me, it just made me want to, it, it, it was the first time I felt passion. Yeah. And, um, and, and that just turned into, you know, I want to be like those guys. And so it made me pick up instruments. It made me make bands. And like later in life, it's like, I, you know, bands weren't enough, you know, I you know, wanted to be involved in like, you know, record labels. And so me and some business partners started some record labels. And then I worked for, you know, management at the, at the highest of levels and really got to see like that, that whole industry from, from every angle. I mean, even like, even as I was trying to be a band guy, so fortunate um, to, to have some really amazing um, corporate level, record store gigs you know i worked for a, a tower the legendary tower records did about 15 years with them Jeez. um prior to that i was with peaches records and tapes um turtles records and tapes and then a, a right. little indie chain out of, out of phoenix arizona called zia records which oh yeah one of my first jobs <laughs> and um and so like i just loved that that culture and i i have done every job in the in the music industry there is to do from like working in the record stores to being the guy in the band to you know i mean i've done audio video work design work worked for management worked for the distributors worked for the labels just just seen it all happen and um and through all of that i um i i especially later in life when i was when i was you know had more what I would consider to be corporate level gigs working at you know, like some of the big management firms and, and, and some of the record labels and interfacing with massive brands like the Grammys. Like I live outside of Nashville, like the Grammys are like their corporate offices are a lot, lot of music business um, infrastructure in the Nashville area. And uh, just, just interfacing with these big entertainment brands that went far beyond music. You know, I mean, it was everything. And, and it was, it was uh Later, later in life, when I realized how um, I was just a dumbass kid who loved rock and roll and wanted to play guitar. Yeah. Um, I never thought about how controlled the industry was. Like, I didn't even come at it from from that angle. I just came at it from purely like like a passion angle. I just wanted to be a kid making music. Right. But as I got older and I got to see how it worked, you know, you see behind the curtain and you see how how manipulated everything is like, you know, like people who, you know, they call themselves artists, but like once they sign to these big companies that, you know, they're told how to, how to, how to talk, how to walk, what to wear, you know, what songs to sing, you know, what, what their album cover should be. And, 
And 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 you know, a lot of, a lot of normies walking the streets don't realize how put together a lot of these entertainment brands are. And yeah. that's what that's what they are. And at the end of the day, they're brands. They're not just artists, they're brands because they've got merchandising and marketing plans and all of that behind it. And and so I just from an early age just got submersed in the entertainment industry, saw it from all levels, but it was only later as I was more of a corporate professional that I really saw the the production and the manipulation and the and just it's it's all orchestrated. So when okay? you when you I have to be clear on this, John. <clears throat> and this may sound like an ignorant question, so forgive me. Yeah. Uh, but for the listeners out there, it help understand when you say orchestrated, because it, you, you see like on social media and stuff like that. Now, a lot, some artists are coming out now, you know, that, that are saying, well, the music industry, you know, is, is, you know, you sign with these labels and you're, you're owned. Like you have to do everything they tell you to. It, it's if you, you sign and they give you a, a million dollar check, you got to pay that back. Yeah. Or that's a, oh, yeah. that's a loan type of thing. So it's an is, is that yeah okay? So it's so that okay? So it's true. And and, and and that's used as a it's it's used as I mean it's it's really no different than the pimp prostitute game. You know, it's kind of or the drug dealer um, customer game. It's like here, let me give you a sample, you know, and get you hooked. And now I now I own your ass. And you know, or 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 put another way for the kids in the room. Now I can manipulate you because you owe me something. I, I got you hooked, you know. And so there, I mean, oh, there are there are advanced horror stories in the music industry about just you know unsuspecting artists that get discovered by these big corporate entities and 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 they're signed you know which you know i mean when you when you're signed think about what that means you know when you are signed yeah. it means means your own you know and and um and all that advanced money all these you know homes and fancy cars and and all and all and everything is being kept track of i mean there are horror stories of artists who have been flown on Learjets all over the, you know, the world in the first part of their career. And then when it comes time to do the accounting and they see that they don't have much money left over, they're like, well, where'd all the money go? You know, it's like, well, you know, you're taking Learjets all over the place and the artist is going, but I thought you, the record company was paying for all that. And I was like, well, well, we did up front, but you're paying it all back through oh. us pimping you out, you know, that, that, that type of thing. So it it's like that, there are very, very, very few truly independent artists. In fact, I'm gonna brag on my uh, on my the county that I live in is a county called Cheatham County, Tennessee, which is home to one of the most, if not the most, truly successful independent artists out there. His name is a guy by the name of Ryan Upchurch, and if you don't oh, know yeah. who Ryan Upchurch is, you should go check him out because not only is he 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 fiercely independent. He he has never made any deals with anybody that he hasn't been the orchestrator of the deal, you know, and and I mean has done everything and has just stomped all over major label like artists in in all different like in the rap game, in the country. I mean, he's got some of the best pure country music you'd ever hear. He does metal. He loves like Alice in Chains and stuff like that. So he does that and he does it all really, really well. And he does it all himself on his own terms and gives it away, sells it however he wants to. And he's huge. And I mean, like he's he's about the only example I can think of of a true independent artist, but like somebody like Beyonce or or Cardi B or whatever, those they are so bought and paid for. And, you know, Beyonce Beyonce can't take 10 steps without having to check with her management. You know what I mean? I mean, she's, that, 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 that brand has been so corporately whored out that like, and there's just deals with so many people that like that, that woman does not even come close to owning her own career. She's so bought and paid for. I'm not to pick on Beyonce. Because no, but all, it, like, yeah, but yeah, it's just a, it's a, an example. I right. think everybody could relate to. Absolutely. Man. So, <laughs> I, there's so many things going through my head right now because you you're, you're talking about the, the music but, industry. But and the it, whole the whole yeah the whole point of like bringing that whole music thing up is what while while all that was happening and I was kind of like witnessing firsthand like what um yeah you know, just just how the whole business worked and and then seeing you know bumping up against you know the big news organizations and the big you know, enter, you know other big entertainment brands you know. Right. You know 
sports teams and stuff like that. And you start realizing, man, it's all like that. It's all like that. It's all, everything is orchestrated at a corporate level for some sort of profit, profit motive and agenda narrative. Everything. I mean, every sporting event, every Netflix series. I mean, everything is, everything is, is there's, there's a, there's marketing plans behind it. And, and why wouldn't there be? I mean, it, it's, that's not like tinfoil hat. I hate that term tinfoil. Have you ever actually seen tinfoil in the, I've seen aluminum foil, but have you ever seen I've never tin? seen tinfoil. Yeah. Yeah. No. Anyways, sidebar. No. Um, but, but it, it's, it's all, I mean, uh, the, it isn't the superb owl about to take place yeah. uh, the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, every single piece of that event is orchestrated for the most profit driven, you know, agendas. And, 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 and you know, they're not even being agendas. shy about yeah, it. No, no. It, it, in the military, we call that a psyop. So it's a, like a psychological <laughs> operation where the, yeah. you, you, you know, in America, we call yeah. that pop culture. Yeah, we call it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like our whole that's, fucking culture is a big fucking like marketing turn, Well, I saw it on the news, and it, like five news channels were talking about the same thing, so it must be true. Yeah. No. It's yeah, well, because I mean, it's owned, it's orchestrated, like you said, it's orchestrated, it's... it's I'm going to go down and, that and, and hole. None of these, <laughs> none of these news organizations are truly independent. None of no. these sports leagues are independent. None of these um, yeah, religions are independent. None of none of these politicians. None of these parties. These are they're, they're everything is got a corporate piece to it, and and it's all contracted and marketed. And John, what's that? What's that? Proper. That added saying. Uh, what? What? How does it go? Follow the money, is that is that yeah, follow the money, and then you'll There's, understand why things are the way they are, or you'll see who's behind really the, the you know I think of Oz like the Wizard of Oz like who's behind the green curtain or or or, or whatever, and and you I'll say this about pol- politics, I and mean, you could really put this on on anything that's orchestrated. Really, I think if you're running for like a public office of any sort, I think you should wear a NASCAR suit. Yeah. Oh yeah, and send sell sell sponsorships. Yeah, and then yeah. you understand. Yeah. Well, that guy's You're talking about this. Why? Yeah. Because that's all. Oh, those are all of his sponsors. Right? Oh, oh. Ron DeSantis is sponsored by Starbucks. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like you know that that. But but no, I I mean, and 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 honestly, you know, we're 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 damn near getting to that point. I I don't know if if there's it anything is. if there's anything at all that I am later in life trying to accomplish it is is two things is just trying my hardest to fight for keeping the art of conversation going because the art of conversation is is just i mean it sounds so simple but it is the it we we are living in a time when your average normal everyday person is a, is afraid to have independent thought um creativity go i mean there's so much yeah i think a lot of people think that peer pressure got left at the playground and it's like man i i see more peer pressure in my in my age group than i see in kids i would agree Honestly. with that yeah 100 percent. like kids are way more free with their with with their their thoughts their their tongue they're more free with their tongue i've seen i'm 57 years old graduated high school in 1983 i see more people my age um, afraid to have an independent thought or opinion or go against or go against whatever the, you know, social posturing meme of the moment might be, you know, and, and, and it's, and, and what the, the odd thing is, is again, I, you know, I came from a, from a rock and roll background, you know, and specifically uh, if truth be told, I've always loved more of the punk indie side of things. So I was never really much of a mainstream guy. And I've seen my peers, in the what I would call the countercultural movement, you know, the, that it, we, there's always been counterculture, right? Right. And, right. And, and like a lot of my you know, punk rock heroes that I, you know, or and peers that I used to like really look up to, um, just flip. And in the last, especially since the silliness of uh, of, of 2020, just go from 
being what they claimed they were counter, you know, counterculture, you know, I mean, we have we have any of us lived a day where we did not know that politicians and corporations are inherently bad and yet at the very least able to deceive and 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 driven by profit and i watched these these supposed culture counterculture icons flip overnight and become like compliant corporate government loving slaves just listen i mean if you'd have told people you know even 10 years ago that like hey you know what's going to happen in 10 years um there's going to be this um there's going to be this weird partnership between you know so-called government and their corporate partners and you know there's going to be a couple of main characters and they're going to like come up with this you know scary disease that for some reason science is still not able to prove exists and they're going to and and they're going to uh and 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 they're going to like they're not going to force everybody that's that's the thing they're not going to force everyone to take these injections they're just going to strongly suggest that you take these injections oh and they won't tell you what's in them Oh, and you have to right. sign away any liability. So if they possibly make you sick or kill you, you can't come back and sue the people who coerced you into taking them. Yeah. Um, that's going to happen. And, and like most of us would have gone, ah, there's no way. <laughs> ah, if they ever try to make me do that, I'm going to, you know, I'll tell them where they can. That, it's like and most of those people like flipped and went, you know, sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> but here, here's the thing, though. You look at and I'm going to use Hollywood as an example real quick. It, it, and here's why, you because you, you're talking about like pan, pandemics and, and and people flipping and whatnot, and like oh that would you know people think well that would never happen I'm I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this. I look at like the the Hollywood is they've been flaunting that kind of stuff in front of us for years. Oh, and yeah. If you look back at like, I always use this this movie as an example. I'm not promoting it or anything like that. But Will Smith, Gene Hackman, 1989, uh, Enemy at State. Yeah, and it was about um, uh, uh, NSA being able to tap into phones, and you know, before cell phones really happened, they could read your license plate and stuff like that. And back then, and even in the early '90s, people said that would never happen. I'm a little bit younger younger than you. I mean, I'll be 45 this year, and I remember even graduating high school, people were like, "That would never happen. That was just a movie." And I'm thinking to myself, "Listen, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. You guys, uh, if." been following me for years. I've said that a lot. I saw this back when I was in high school. Like, dude, I'm telling you, stuff like that, like anytime the government comes to you and says, trust me, we're here to help, that should raise a red flag right off the bat. Well, and, and again, has has have you or I ever lived a day, ever lived a day when we did not the culture we were born into was just one that we all inherently knew that politicians and and big corporations were not your friend. Right. Yeah, let's just put it that way. Like we all knew we just knew that. I mean, and, and it was it was just inherent to the culture we grew up in. And right. so why in the last three years? did so many people not, not certainly not the majority i mean the majority of people did not go along with with this most recent psyop um but enough did and and interestingly enough the demographic from my perspective anyways a a majority of the demographic that went along with it was the demographic that would probably take offense if i said hey weren't you guys the ones that were like promoting like you know independent thinking and creativity and and and, and you know weren't you the weren't weren't you the quote unquote progressives and and, and all and, and it's like it's not it's not very progressive to to go along with narratives that are driven by corporations and politicians and you know I mean like that I don't am I making sense I mean no, I, mean, I, I feel, feel like I feel I feel like we have lost the art of critical thinking. Well, it it we're shamed. I'm not. You're not. But like as a culture, we're shamed if you know any non-compliance or um, let me put it this way: there there is a I've watched because we I think you and I both have lived long enough. We remember when it wasn't like this, but somewhere in recent times, it and it happened pretty quickly 
there are a lot of people out there that really honestly feel that they have the right, and I'm going to say that again, they feel they have the right mm. to not be offended. Like a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people operate that way. They, they go through the day and when they are offended or inconvenienced, which is an offense, you know, when they're offended or inconvenienced, they like, they, they react in the same way that like a reasonable person would react if they were threatened. You know, they, they go into defensive mode yeah. and they have to attack and, and, over over being offended yeah. or inconvenienced and 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 i've it's been painful to watch because um man the human experience is all about offense and being inconvenienced i mean that's part of how you learn your way forward is 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 encountering things that don't necessarily fit or feel good or are comfortable right you know and you got to that's how we all grow it's how we learned how to not shit in our pants because that's, you know, that's, <laughs> it's, it's uncomfortable. I mean, yeah. Maybe there's a few out there that yeah. still, still carry that tradition on. Some, but for the some, most part, some may take offense that you said it that way. But <laughs> yeah. I think, you know. Send all hate, yeah. hate, hate email to ungusty at gmail.com. It, it, it blows my mind though, that we've become such a society. Oh, mm. How do I want to say this? We've become a society that is is weak-minded, full of weak-minded individuals. Like you so much as sneeze in my direction and you're a hundred yards away from me, I, I, somebody would get offended. It, it's it, We get offended now. The society, get, people get offended over the dumbest shit. And, it, and it's like, okay, I, I, I get it. You might be offended, but don't go beat somebody up or 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 start a riot or or block traffic because you're offended about x y and z like and do you ever notice like here here's a here here's an interesting observation do you ever notice that the majority of the people who tend to get offended they're a lot of times they're offended on behalf of another <laughs> group or type of person that they're not like, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I've been, like told you, I've worked in record stores, played in bands and been in the music industry all my life. I have a lot of gay friends, right. a lot of yeah. gay friends. Okay? Um, maybe one or two over the years, I'm talking over, you know, I'm, you know, closing in on 60. Um, with the exception of one or two, all of them have been no different. I'm talking like, ideologically than right than, than you or me um it, they they're not you know they don't make their with, with, when they are gonna go out to eat they don't go well we're gonna go eat at a gay restaurant or when they go to a parade they're not going oh, we're gonna go to a gay parade you right. know they're, they're like most of them don't even think that in my opinion have, have don't even think that way it's the other people people who aren't gay that are making the loudest noise about those causes, you know, same, same with like race stuff. It's like, I, you know, I've grown up around, I've grown up around a lot of blacks and a lot, and a lot of Mexicans. Right. And for the, for the most part, again, same thing. It's like, I, most, most of are no different than, than you or me. Like they don't, yeah. they don't go, I'm going to go to a black restaurant or I'm going to go to a, a black movie or whatever, you know, I mean, but there's people who are offended for them. And 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 they're they're the, they're the ones that tend to be loud. And I'm not saying, and let me let me be very very clear. I'm not saying that I claim to know what it's like to be black or Mexican or gay. I'm just saying that the people, the the people in my life that have been the loudest and the most obnoxious about any of those causes have not been black, Mexican, or, or gay. gay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and, and did. I, I Am feel I the only one I, out there no, that has I, it, experienced it's that? funny because there's, there's like several names. I'm clearly not going to see their names, but it's like there's several people that come to mind, and it's just like I, I, you know, just to be a fly on the on the on their wall. Like, did they wake up that morning and just be like, you know what? Those people need help, and I'm going to stand up for for them. And 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 it's the the people that they think they're protecting or or speaking up for are like shut up 
Like we don't, <laughs> I don't need well, you to say anything. It's well, it it drives me. I I used to get upset about it because it's like, man, these people are just, and it's it's I. I, I don't even know. How, it's just like, all right, well, this is crazy. We, and that's it. Ruined watching. You know, I don't. I don't never watched a lot of TV or anything like that. I, I just can't stand seeing that stuff on the news or anything like that because it's like, here's a bunch of people. They're either they're either weren't hugged enough as a child, or they're getting paid. <laughs> or, but, but, you know, or they're getting paid. There's there's something there that said, hey, maybe you shouldn't be a douchebag and go out. And like protests, like oh, I'm I'm protesting for you know gays, blah 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 blah. Meanwhile, there's people who are gay or or of a different race, and they're sitting there on the other side of the street, like, yeah, man, we we really don't need you down here. Yeah, we don't we're doing this. <laughs> like, we're, we're just you're, at this. You're parade, wasting man. your that's, time, that's, 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 and <laughs> you look like a moron. Like yeah, it's just, yeah. I, I, it, 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 it is. <laughs> I, I really, if you, if you think about it, like anybody that's ever worked in an office or any workspace, there's always that those oh, one or two people who God, just yes. take shit a little too seriously and get like get yeah. worked up over. You know, they can validate they're getting worked up over, but you know, it's like oh, somebody's leaving dirty dishes in the sink, so they make it their mission to put signs up and you know, don't put dirty dishes yeah. in you know, only a, someone who wasn't human would treat their dishes this way. And you know, it's like, and it becomes obnoxious and it might just be like one person or maybe two people that aren't putting their dirty dishes where they need to be, you know? And so, 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 but another person is going to make it their, the entire building <laughs> has to put yeah. up with it. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, and it's just, it's that whatever, whatever that is, whatever quality of, human behavior we we want to call that um that's it's that's that's what a lot of these loud voices are and 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 what the in 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 all honesty and and being very serious what what pisses me off about that behavior is for every you know for every person who gets worked up for silly reasons it minimizes the effect of someone who needs to get worked up for legitimate reasons. Right. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, it's a whole cry wolf thing. I was it's just like going to say, yeah. 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 It's, it's the, there, are, there, there are people out there that are really getting messed with bad yeah. and, and, and they do need to be taken seriously. And unfortunately there's been, you know, a parade of douchebags before them that got worked up over something that have now made everybody else just were just all ticked off and it's obnoxious and you don't even you can't you don't even hear the noise anymore but there but there are real actual people who really do need that advocacy and 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 you know what do you what do, what do you do about that you know I, I mean i guess there's there's always going to be karen's and nancy's and what's what's yeah, what's, like, what's the correct male um I have, of I have no what, idea. What, what are we? What are we? Well, I mean, nowadays you really it could be it, you could have a male that recognizes as a Karen. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> now I don't know. You know. I certainly don't want to say something a, a name because that might offend somebody. Yeah, man. And, and, and then they the be like, uh, "Excuse me, but I recognize as a Karen." <laughs> okay. Well, there, oh. there, you, there you go. And no offense to the Karens that are out there. Exactly. It's, it's nothing. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, it's nothing against it. We're we're. This is the part we say that because yeah. we're going along with what I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't start the meme. Yeah, culturally, it, 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 right now, correct yeah. or, or yeah. however the hell you say it, yeah. whatever. But I, <laughs> oh God. if you this guys want to, this is a Karen friendly show, right? <laughs> Karens matter too. Right, right. If if you guys want to get upset and protest about something, I, I'll yeah. say this is like yeah. get upset about like human trafficking or or. or or children there being you, trafficked. That, that's that's something to be upset about. Go protest that because you don't see a lot of uh, protesting on that. You would rather uh, talk about you know um, somebody leaving their blinds open in your neighborhood and and or you know your somebody's dog getting loose. Which okay, I get to a point, but don't you guys pick the dumbest shit to get upset about, and and then you want to make sure that. Not just your area, but the entire community has to hear about it. And well, yeah, and, and social, you know, the 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 advent and implementation of social networking has just given 
far too many oh. people the the t- a, a, a platform for which to spew forth their narcissism you and, get and keyboard warriors nowadays yeah, you yeah, know and, give them a ribbon so, you know <laughs> exactly and, and and you know i mean everything everything social media is by definition narcissistic i mean it's you wouldn't you know if you if you are saying i mean right what we are participating in right now is is narcissistic oh, now yeah. by definition but 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 hopefully we're doing it for very non narcissistic reasons i stated my reason yeah. i want to i want to further the art of conversation right. i want to encourage more people this, to this this is an educational show yeah yeah but yeah you know, but you know you want people to listen to this yeah. i want people to listen to this so so you know there is there's a narcissistic yeah. aspect to it but man, yeah but too many people um can't control they're, they can't be responsible with their narcissism, and and and, and they. <laughs> okay. John, God forbid, people are responsible for. No, well, responsibility is scary. It's it's, it's 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 scary. It's you know it, you need to be a big boy and a big girl to to handle the old the big R. But um, <laughs> the big you know, R. I'm right now. <laughs> oh man, listen, I. I I want to talk about that. I want to switch gears just real quick because yeah. I, I don't want to forget to talk about this. Um, author, written a book, uh, the Red Pill Red Pill Re- Revolution. Did I say that yes. right? Um, yes. Can we talk a little bit about that? Shameless plug. There we go. Look at that. Yeah. What What was okay? Red Pill Revolution. What What does it mean? And, and why? Um, what was the purpose of writing the book? Uh, what it what it means? It's a um, hopefully um, uh, those of you that saw the movie The Matrix and 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 are familiar with the scene, you know, the red pill blue pill scene. It's a uh, it's an interesting concept. Just you know, we took it from The Matrix because that's where most people would 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 recognize it from. But it is an interesting fork in the road to where. Um, what if you had the opportunity? I mean, let's let's just take take it something I think everybody can relate to. What if you knew? Uh, what if you had the opportunity to to know um, your your spouse or your you know your significant other? Um, if you could you know take a red pill and after you took it, you'd know every lie and deception that they ever ever told them. done yeah. ever done. Versus if you took the blue pill and you just carried on with your relationship and. Yeah, you know, it just was what it was. Would you want to know that? Uh, and, and I use that as a as a um, as an example because I don't particularly think it would be healthy to know um, all of the the lies and deceptions that somebody that I know and love have partaken in over their lifetime. Because um, I've done the same thing. You've right. done the same. We've all lied and deceived and. And uh, and you know we learn hopefully learned from that and don't behave like that anymore. But I don't know that it would be healthy for me to know that about somebody that I I really loved. So um, even the decision of yeah, I think most people would go you know we'll, we'll totally, totally take the red pill maybe from a matrix standpoint right. because it was a cool movie and all and yeah you'd you'd want to you'd want to be Keanu Reeves and you'd want to escape the pod and right. all that but. Um, from a more ideological standpoint, um, it was that's kind of the, the 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 basis for what the book is about. Is is it's not that we are claiming to know the truth, but we are asking questions about some pretty specific points of just the human experience, like you know, like deception, yeah. you know, um, thing, things like that, and, and 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 really talking about them because I. Um, I'm, I don't think I know. I mean, we all know it. We see it every day. Um, there are a lot of people walking around in a daze. Um, they, you can call it programmed. You can call it conditioned. You can call it um, Stockholm syndrome. You can c- come up with any term you want for it. But there are people who are just Walking, they're going through life in in a daze, and they're not recognizing some really obvious and, quite frankly, dangerous things. And um, and they don't realize some of the things that they're participating in, some right. of the things that they're supporting. And um, I think if people knew 
to ask more questions. If they knew to, um, if they knew to, if they knew it was just okay to be skeptical, it's totally okay to be skeptical. It's it's totally okay to be to say no. And so we started writing the book. Interestingly enough, in the winter of 2019. Um, and mm -hmm. event 201 had just happened, which is still up on YouTube. If anyone is interested in going and looking at that little nugget of uh, awesomeness where, you know, your world influencers sat around a table in October of 2019 and pretty much laid out uh, this scenario that, I don't know, four months later, lo and behold, played itself out yeah. exactly as they said it would. So we were we started writing the book before any of that stuff. And and it um and it came to pass as we were writing the book. And so we kind of wrote the book as this psyop was playing out. And um I uh I had the the one of the guys that I that we there's five co-authors, and one of them is his name is Jeremy Ayers. And uh Jeremy happens to be my wife's doctor. And uh he's over in the UK. And you know, I, we've talked about um, my entertainment industry experience when um, my wife of 20 plus years, uh, when I met her, she had already been diagnosed with what she was told was multiple sclerosis. Um, my wife hasn't taken a, a step in on her own in 15 years. She's been confined to an electric scooter. Um, and I knew, like, I knew that she had something um, she had been diagnosed with 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 something mm. uh, when I met her. So it wasn't a surprise. And um, I just threw myself into wanting to solve her problem, her 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 health and wellness problem. And I um I didn't really have much interaction with the medical industrial complex. I've never been a very sick. I I'd never been in the hospital. I just, you know, I just it was, wasn't a part of life that I gave much thought to, mm -hmm. um, never interacted with it, it, you know, out of sight, out of mind. But now I've got this person in my life um, who who I loved very much and wanted to help very much. And um, she was completely reliant upon this infrastructure, the, the whole medical industrial complex. And um, yeah, I, Again, I'm I'm coming out of a lifetime of the entertainment industry, and I just started to see a lot a lot of similarities in the two industries. A lot of orchestration, a lot of narratives, a lot of marketing, a lot of uh, script reading. Um, you know, and and it uh, it it just sparked something in me. It's one it's one thing to manipulate and deceive to get someone to buy a t-shirt or, or a CD or a concert ticket. Right. Um, it's another thing to play with somebody's life. Yeah. And, uh, and I saw a lot of downright at best, bad information, bad strategy being deployed, um, to what I think could be, um, yeah, you know, this is, this is going to irk a lot of people, but I, you know, I would call it out now murder. Um, a system that was that was causing people to die. It's criminal. Put it that way. Yeah. And um, and so it I had to get her out of that system and and, and in with people who were truly going to work on her, um, and not just. I'll put it this way: the the medical industrial complex has three. Uh, three weapon buckets. They're going to cut you through surgery. They're going to burn you through radiation or they're going to drug you through pharmaceuticals. That's all. That's all they do. That's, that's their solution to just about everything. Yeah. Um, they're not going to talk to you about exercise. They're not going to talk to you about uh, your diet or, or, or any of, any of that stuff. And why is that John? Um, for the same reason that car companies don't build cars to last anymore. Um, they make most of their money uh, for repairs and parts. No, it, it it boils down to it boils down to money, and and you know my 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 wife is a uh, she just started as a nurse practitioner, in and um she'll she she's seen it she 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 admits it, and I'm actually kind of surprised how many people in the medical field 
kind of say the same thing. I've seen people get out of the medical field and say, hey, you need to you know, not do this and go more natural other different ways. I, I'm a, I, 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 I get my stuff through the VA. I stopped taking anything the VA. Here, this will help you. You know what? I think it's super, super important. And I want to be very, very clear and very, very loud about this. Um, and I think it's relevant to people in the medical industry. I think it's relevant to people in the education industry. Mm -hmm. And I think it's relevant to people in the military. All three of those verticals, for the most part, people go into with the best of intentions. Yep. They, they go into with the best of intentions. Wanting to help others. Um, yeah. Only to get into those verticals and get into those those industries, and uh, I think it's a fair statement to say that at some point they realize they've been deceived, and they're not allowed to teach, they're not allowed to cure, and they're not allowed to truly defend or or strategize smartly. They are they are beholden to scripts and productions and campaigns. And and they have to just follow along or be penalized. And yeah, and, and 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 so when I speak ill of the medical industrial complex, I know that there are really amazing people who work yeah. for the medical industrial yeah. complex who yeah. mean well, yeah. who in a lot of cases don't even realize. They haven't. They haven't. For whatever reason, they don't even realize the the industry that they're working for. Right. You know, just 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 like there's there's school teachers who really who who work in in you know for the government school system and and they really they're there for the best of reasons, but yeah. they don't realize that they're never going to be allowed to no, teach. They cripple not the way that they need they, to. They cripple you. They cripple. And yeah. I they can't teach. I, I, they can't discipline. Yeah. They can't mold. The I mean, when you teach somebody, you're molding somebody. I mean, if you take on someone as a student, doesn't matter what kind, it's your job to mold them into whatever the discipline is that whether you're teaching them piano or auto mechanics or math or whatever you you're you're teaching, you're molding them into a discipline and and. Teachers aren't allowed to teach what they want, and they're not allowed to discipline. And discipline does not always mean smacking somebody. You know, discipline is, you know, discipline is discipline. Right. You, know, you discipline can be get up every morning and do fifty sit ups. That's discipline. You know, and, and and so discipline is 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 not necessarily always physical or negative. And and teachers aren't allowed to discipline. Teachers aren't allowed to teach. You know, military people are not allowed to defend. They're not allowed to strategize. They're, you know, and 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 quite honestly, people in the medical industry. I mean, we could talk for hours about people in the medical industry who are sitting in jail right now. Some in federal prison for having the audacity to to cure things and heal people, and to speak out against, yeah, big pharma and so. So I mean, so so I, but I want to be very clear. There's I there's I draw there I draw vast big distinction between the good people that work in these industries oh, versus yeah. the industry themselves. Yeah. So, so, I mean, cause people get easily offended by, you know, they'll say, well, my mom's been a nurse right. for 30 yeah. years and she's no. a good person and, and she's cured a bunch of people. It's like, your mom is a good person. Yeah. Your mom's not the industry though. That's right. not, that's not who and, I'm talking and, about. And, and it, it, it's funny because it's like, I, I look back, like I said, my wife is, is in the, is in, uh, works at a trauma one hospital. My, uh, you know, I've had two aunts, I've got a cousin, all, wonderful women and, and when you talk about the and and, and they're frustrated they're like well it's, this is what it is but and 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 they've they, you know I won't, I won't say who but somebody went off script and got in trouble yeah and and they, and, and eventually uh got fired because of it not not my, my wife uh but somebody else i know i i taught uh, it was a substitute teacher in in glendale uh for a couple of years and um, talking with the teachers in the district, it was like, well, you can't do this, can't do that. And, and when I can't, I'll never forget this. My first day there, I, I turned the job down three times. And I, I just honestly, I took it because I got tired of them calling me. And when I, when I went, I wanted to make a difference because that's, you know, Heroes Media Group is our network and that's giving back. So I wanted to understand what teachers were going through. Man. You want to talk about a, about a about a, a a profession that is unappreciated appreciated 
because of all of the crap that they have to go through. They're, they're full-time teachers. Hands are tied. And, yeah. and, and, it, and it's, it's sad because te- there's, there are, there are teachers out there that legitimately want to teach kids and, and, and make a difference and an impact on a kid's life. And it's such a tragedy, but there's, but they can't, well, you can't teach about this. You need to teach this. Well, and just, and then they end up leaving. Teaching is a skill set. You know, teaching is not something that everyone can do. Teaching is definitely a skill. And, and, and the, the people who are born with it, who are really, really good at it. It's just a, such a tragedy to, to see them chained and, and, and not, not unleashed to, to, to do what they're naturally just good at doing, which is teaching. Cause not everyone can do it. And, and we, I've seen just time and time and time again, good teachers just get discouraged and go, you know what, screw it. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go open a bakery or something. Yeah. You know? And, and yeah. yeah, but I'll let, let you, you, you'd mentioned, you know, previously about someone, uh, you know, in the medical industry, you know, going off script and getting reprimanded for it. So several years back, um, I was, you know, I know now why I was having such a hard time, but I was having a hard time just getting some, some blood work done easily on my wife. And, um, they, uh, long story short, but I, I went off the beaten path to someone that I knew had the microscope and the, the equipment and the knowledge to, 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 to diagnose and also record, like I wanted the videos and the pictures. And I go, I, what, I, what I wanted was I wanted some blood taken from my wife. I wanted immediately it put under, you know, a couple different types of microscopes. Right. I wanted, you know, a black dark field microscope was one in particular that I wanted. And, and, and I wanted to discuss what we were seeing. It was very relevant to, you know, it'd be like a, a mechanic not being allowed to see the oil, you know, right. in, in an engine, you right. know? And, and, and so I was having a really hard time like finding a scenario that would allow me to do that. And and now I know why, because it's illegal. Um, and let, let me tell you this story. So I go off the beaten path and uh, I find a, an individual who's got the equipment and the knowledge and the ability to do this. And um, this is a total all cash venture. And, uh, and, but I get, I get what I need right. out of it. And and just having to do that made me mad. It made me so mad. I was like, "What in the what in the hell?" Right. And so, but but from that from that um, experience, I learned a really basic thing that my wife was anemic, and that's like something like like man, I should have caught that at like the most el- elementary right. of levels, right? right? You know, I mean, it's just just a normal you know, a normal thing that should have been noticed, and uh, she'd had have had hundreds of blood panels drawn before and and uh you know, just it was it was just it, that pissed me off even more that was like i'm just learning this you know ah. and so i was i was on fire and i went to her uh her doctor at the time who was a very good guy i'm not I'm not going to name his name but he he's he's here in in the nashville area really good guy and uh and i went and i said man i i i just bought an hour with him. I'm always been all cash guy. Like yeah. uh, and anyone that's, that's interfacing with the medical industrial complex, just pay cash and you are in charge. Yeah. I was paying cash. I bought an hour with this guy. And basically I was like, what the hell? It's like, why did I have to go off the beaten path to find out that amongst other things, my wife is anemic and I showed him what I had. And he's like, how'd you get that? And I told him what I did. And he, and he's like, he's like, man, he looks around. And, and I was like, I was like, brother, why the hell do you, and all your peers not have a microscope on your desk. Why isn't the first thing you do when you see a patient is take their blood, take their saliva, take a urine sample or any other thing that you might need, but at least those three and start from there and let's see what we learn from that. And he was getting really, really nervous. And he took me out into the hallway. And I mean, I'm dead serious. He takes me out into the hallway. And he, he's looking around and he's really, really, he's sweating. And he goes, he goes, John, He's like, look, I can appreciate your passion and I know you want to get your wife better. He's like, but he's like, you've got to be careful. He's like, I can't do these things. I can't. And and I was like, I, I don't understand. I, I, doctors, like you, yeah, microscopes. Doctor, yeah. 
Come to find out, and anyone can go to Wikipedia and look up live blood analysis, it is illegal for a doctor, a blood sample, the patient, and a diagnosis to all be in the same room together. <laughs> believe, believe it or not, there are people sitting in federal prison right now. Right say, now. Say, say you that again. Say, you can look, you look it up on Wikipedia, live blood analysis. There are people sitting in prison right now for having the audacity to have the patient, the patient's blood, microscopic equipment, and then an analysis diagnosis being made at that time. You can't, and that is why if you've ever given blood, have you ever noticed, and there's usually a company called, it's probably LabCorp is always, with they're, they're one of the ones. There is, you cannot even follow your own blood from the time it's taken out of your body to the testing that's going to be done on it. You're not allowed. I tried. I, I I wanted to film the whole process and see like, I want, I want to, I'm going to get a blood sample. I'm going to follow this blood sample to, to the microscope. And no, like I literally, when I did this and it's there, it's there in most cases, sometimes they're, they're a little more obvious about it than others. But like when you go to get your blood drawn, you're literally walking into a whole separate legal jurisdiction. You're you're walking into a new territory. You might get your blood drawn at like a Walgreens or something, but when you go get it, you are literally going into you are in Walgreens jurisdiction when you're inside their store, but then you go into the a little side office and it's mostly usually a company called LabCorp. Right. You go into another legal jurisdiction when you go in there. And you get you have a whole other set of rights and privileges and non-rights and non-privileges when you're in there. So again, I want, I want to say that again, it is illegal for a doctor to have a microscope, a patient, that patient's blood, all in the same room, making analysis and diagnosis. I, I, if that doesn't make you want to make your head want to explain like that, that is like saying that an auto mechanic can't be can't have the car, the oil, <laughs> the gas, the radiator, the water I, inside. Of I need you to put the, the engine over there. Have the all car. in the same garage at the same time. It's like, how the fuck could you make the diagnosis on what's wrong with the car? You'd, Cause you'd want to, you start with all those basic things. Is it, is it electrical? Is it gas? Is it, you know, is, is it water? I mean, it's, you know, is it lubrication? Of some, I mean, if you're diagnosing what's wrong with the car, you're going to start at those basic things. Is it, again, is it an electrical issue? Is it a gas issue? You're going to start from the doctors don't do that because they don't have the ability to take those. A mechanic can just look at the gas right. and go, yeah, it's, there's rust in this, or they can look at the oil and go, there's metal shavings in this, you know, or, so this, you know. this, this blows. So the doctors don't, I, I'm so. Yeah, I, no, it's, like, I, I'm, I'm, it's just maddening. Like, it's are you got me? Like, I, I can't, I'm, tr I'm really trying, folks, I'm trying hard to fathom this right now. See, I mean, anybody, I'm, I'm serious. Anybody that is going to a quote unquote doctor's office to give blood or whatever, take notice, watch, watch when you go into the room that you're going to actually give blood. There's, it's usually posted above the door or by the door. You're going into another jurisdiction and ask if you can like, ask if you can, like, I want to know, like, have them call me as they're looking at that blood, because I, I want to be on the phone with my doctor. And we want to, we want to ask questions together. I want to see what they're seeing. I want to, I want to go, Hey, what's that? You know, or <laughs> explain that's my blood. I should be able to, I should be able to ask anything right. I want about my blood. No. You know, but but try it. Try and see if try and see if you can make that happen. And I guarantee you, you you won't. You have to go off the beaten path. You got to know somebody with the equipment who is willing to do it low key because they know that they could that their ass would end up in some sort of cage. You know, because they have the audacity to be practicing medicine without a license. You know, and right. and, <laughs> and that license right. you know won't allow you to have the equipment and the patient in the same room that you're making a, a diagnosis and an analysis in. That just seems foolish. Yeah. Oh, it's, 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 it's maddening. And that, that is, and if you want to know, if you're wondering why that might be, um, if doctors started with blood, urine, saliva, 
on every patient, they'd see what is, and most importantly, what isn't wrong with them. Wow, yeah. You know? Let that sink in, what he just said, folks. And I mean really let that sink in. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's I, I am, if, if there is any, and you know, this is definitely going to ruffle some feathers, but if there's anybody out there right now, after the silliness and the events of 2020, that are still trusting the medical industrial complex and their corporate partners in the pharmaceutical industry, and 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 just ridiculously deceptive and nasty alphabet agencies like the CDC and the WHO. If 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 anyone is if those entities have any credibility with anybody any of us i i don't like, i don't know what to tell you i mean they those those all of those entities have been ripped to shreds yeah. with facts figures analysis and real life experience and they they they're just they're just they're anybody anybody else that is still listening to that or following that i would highly suggest that you might be under some sort of uh, mind control, or you're in a cult, um, and and isn't being in a cult mind control? I mean, there's there's some there's something that's not clicking. <laughs> that that it's it's it you're in, at at best you're in an abusive relationship, and you know what? He doesn't love you anymore. Bless He's your only- bless your heart, folks. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice way of putting it. Like bless, if you, if you guys are listening bless to your heart. CDC, World Health Organization, <laughs> World Economic Forum, whatever, bless your heart. That's yeah. I, I, again, you're you're in an abusive relationship, and and they don't love you. They yeah. don't. They that, never did. Yeah, you're not going to be a part of that group. I promise you. you yeah. If you're listening to this, you're certainly not going to be a part of that group. <laughs> oh my god. Was it wasn't it Saint Carlin that said it's a big club and you ain't in yep. it? Yep. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. Uh, folks, if you're listening to the show, <laughs> yeah, jeez. You're welcome, first off. Second, you're already online. Open up another browser. Uh, the website is theredpillrevolution.com. Uh, you follow the group on Facebook. Um, we'll have a, a giveaway here that I'll, I'll put in the show notes and, and whatnot for a guide. John, we're coming up on time, but I got I, I got to ask this question. It's a question that I ask all my guests. You're on the show called The Decision Hour. Mm-hmm. We make decisions every day name a time in your life where your feet were on the line and you had to make that decision what was it and what was the atmosphere like oh first of all awesome question and man does one come to mind um i was i was working for a um i i can i can i can name name the the artist. I was working for a guy by the name of John Bon Jovi. Um, I was uh, fortunate enough to uh, be part of, uh, for, for a while, part of his his management inner circle. Um, gentleman that manages him, guy by the name of Paul. Uh, wonderful organization, good group of guys. Um, was treated very, very well. Um, I was, they were doing a show here in Nashville, and I was uh, with my wife and my neighbor uh, down the street, both um, uh, at that point, uh, women uh, far over the age of 20, <laughs> but they were watching John Bon Jovi and uh, loving it. And and I was just happy to be able to um, facilitate that little fangirl moment. And um, I, I was watching him, and this is no disrespect to him, because he, again, good guy, good organization, don't necessarily agree with uh, really any of his politics or public facing ideological views, but behind the scenes, they're very fair people. Um, I uh, was watching him and he is a few years older than me. He's got twice the number of kids that he had that I have. Um, He's been married uh, way longer than I have. And at the time, I, I I I knew his schedule, and though he and his his entourage they they play, you know, well in excess of of two hundred dates a year. Yeah. And he, uh, excuse me, sorry, suffering from sinuses here. Um, he uh, that put him home, you know, at best maybe 45, 60 days a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I was just down the street from my house and I had my wife with me and I was still aching to get home because I miss my kids and my dogs. And, and I knew that I was going to go home that night. I was going to drive 30 minutes with my wife home to my house, to my bed, my dogs, my kids. Um, and he was going to go, John was going to go to a hotel and his wife and kids were, you know, far, far away. And it, it sounded, sound sounds weird, but like I had this epiphany moment where it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like I have enough. I have like, I have enough. Like I, I have the wife I want, the kids I want, the house I want, the job I want. There's nothing more, like I, I didn't want, there's nothing more that I, I mean, there might be some toys or whatever that I might like to have, but like, I, I had enough. And, and he, for whatever reason, continues to do it. And he's got, some would say, much more than I have, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so I, I kind of made a, a decision that night that I was going to do things a little bit differently. And from that moment forward, I didn't really have a, a job anymore. I just started, I kept doing what I was doing. I mean, I, I made content, you know, I, I like making video. I like, I like editing video. I like editing audio. I love graphic design. I like putting things together. I like, I like writing. I'm a writer, you know? And so, so like, I, I like all that stuff. I just wanted to do it with more purpose. Um, and so not, 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 not that working for John Bon Jovi was a bad gig, but like he has enough and helping him sell more stuff and more tickets and stuff while that would be a dream job for some people. Um, and I was very, very fortunate and very, very thankful that I got, had that experience. I didn't want to live my life contributing in that way anymore. I wanted to keep doing what I was doing, but I wanted to do it for something that, um, just, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to come off like, 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 like I'm, I'm being, um, I've been disrespectful to Bon Jovi because no. like they mean a lot to a lot of people, but, but like, I, I just, I just knew how much I had and I had enough and, 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 and each day is precious and yeah. I wanted to spend it doing things that just wasn't helping other people sell more stuff, even though those people were great people you right. know, and putting out a great product. I just didn't want to do that anymore. And so I just started doing things for a different reason. And I, and when I did that, I, I had a really good friend, uh, my friend, Steve, uh, I talked to him that later that night and he had made a similar decision around the same time. And he said, it's like, it's like you're standing on the edge of a cloud and you just step off and you don't know if there's going to be another cloud underneath you to yeah. catch you, you know, but, um, but you just know, you got to get off that cloud. And and that's that's kind of what I did. I just kind of took that step off, and it was one hundred percent faith. Just not, I don't even know what faith in what. Just faith in like I just know that like I just something's gonna happen. Like yeah. like I just there, there's just there's no way that it can't because I just knew that that was the right thing to do. And um and, and from that moment forward, all of these really purposeful opportunities started to come into my life. And, and, and I was able to work on some really amazing projects that did make a difference. And that, 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 that did make me feel like I wasn't spending my time just, just to, just to make a good profit, that's, you know? And it's awesome. like, and, 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 yeah. and the red pill revolution book was, was came out of that too. It's like, I mean, I'd, man, I would love it. If, I, I, I want to sell, I, I want to sell books, but I want to sell books for the right reason. Right. You know, like I don't want I don't want people to buy this book just so I can get another 1995. I want people to buy this book because maybe some of this conversation resonates with them and and I don't know that and it's a fun book to read. There's shit tons of memes in it. It's a very picture-filled book and a lot of pop culture references, song lyrics and and and, and stuff. And so it's it's a fun read, but um I want you to read it uh, like the same reason why I would, you know, people listen to good music. That's I want, I want you to listen, read it and think it, Hey man, that's a good song. And I want to share it with others. Hey, hey buddy, listen to this song. Just ex exactly the same way that music moves around, you know, that that's, that's, and I just want to make content that 
is in that spirit. And, 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 and if, if, uh, if I can just keep doing that, then then mission accomplished. And, and so, you found, so that you was, found, you found your purpose. You found, you found your purpose of, of wanting to make content and stuff that make other people feel good and, and help other people. Yeah. And like I said, and if nothing else, just further the art of conversation, because I love, like, I love this time. And did you and I, like, I, we could probably kill four or five hours. We, yeah, there's easily. so much we haven't even touched on, yeah. you know, that we could just, we could just keep going. And, and it feels good. It feels like, feels like being, like I said, like back when we were like 13, 14, 15, when you'd wake up and the day was yours. And what are you going to do? What if you and your buddy just all, remember the days when you like, you built a fort Yeah, and you just, you just <laughs> got into building a fort. You spent the whole day building a fort and, and you, you poured your heart into it. And it's like, I, I, I want to capture that spirit again. And it's conversations like these that help me capture that spirit again. I love you know, it. I feel like, like we spent some time building a fort together, man. And it was a cool fort. And I, and I, it certainly is, man. I appreciate it. John. I appreciate your time. I know you're a busy guy. So, so coming on is, is truly an honor first off. So thank you for that. Um, and you always, I mean, you're stuck with me now. I said that to you last time. I think oh. you always got an open mic here with us, my friend. Seriously. Oh, right thank you right so, so much folks. Uh, new friend, family, John Gusty, and we'll all have all of his uh, contact information, whatnot in the show notes below, but that's all the time and- we have. Go ahead, John. Oh, I was just going to say, I got, um, you know, this is going to sound like a shameless plug, but it's actually a gift. Um, if you go to the redpillrevolution.com forward slash guide, yes. uh, this is a free download. It's the, we call it the anti-dependency suggestion guide. And it's just, it's, um, it's 10 aspects of life that um, all of us have the ability to take back a little more control on and um and and and, and I, it's 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 i think it's put together really well it's 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 a fun lot, lots of pictures lots of just good i hope you read through that guide it's a free download uh, we're not trying to sell you anything they're not going to be you know there's no there's no pitch but just i hope you look through that and go man i didn't know that it's kind of one of those you, you know how like uh you those clickbaity articles you know 10 things that you didn't know about right. ugh, you know well this is in the vein of that but this is like this is like more than way more than 10 things. This is just 10 areas that you can change yourself, man. We have the power to, 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 to take back. And, 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 and a lot of, a lot of the, a lot of aspects of life we submit to because we think we have to, and you don't always have to submit. I, uh, folks, I'm going to say this. I have a feeling that we're going to see John back on the show here again, really soon talking some more. Oh, that'd be, that'd be it. Blessing times 10. Happy uh, to do it, man. I, and thank you for your time. And uh, I, I hope uh, I hope we made some people oh, I'm, laugh. And I, I hope we pissed a few people off, too. That's, <laughs> always, that's always one of the goals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> folks, again. He says jokingly. That's all the time we got, folks. Make sure you uh, – I'm going to have all of that stuff uh, in the show notes. Go check out our Parent Network Heroes Media Group. Go check out all the shows content that we're creating over there if uh you or somebody you know that has a podcast and wants more exposure by all means hit us up heroesmediagroup.com again that's all the time i got you've been listening to the decision hour